Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. Hey family, this is Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for figuring out life in today's modern day and what a day and time we are in right now. It is stressful out there. There's anxiety, overwhelm, and rightly so. There's so much going on out of our control. So I'm really glad that you're tuning in. If you are somebody who suffers from anxiety, if you see the news and you know it depresses you, if you go out there and things just make you nervous, perhaps you find that there's a little bit of fear creeping in every now and then, this is the show for you. I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how to make sure that you are managing that in the moment and not letting it move to the point of overwhelm and discouragement. So the main thing about what's going on right now is that so much of it is on a world level. It's on a a global scale. What can little you and me do to, to betterment these things? And the answer is, is it's really hard because we're not part of the politics, right? (laughs) We're not part of the everyday in regards to what is happening with, you know, policy, what's happening out there on the streets, what's happening in our police forces, what's happening within our hospitals and our schools. We have only so much that we can do. And a lot of that is just in regards to how are we being our best and showing up our best for ourselves, for our families, our loved ones, and our communities. The news in particular is something I'm going to be talking about. How do we manage through watching how so much of this year has been this steady stream of stress-inducing headlines? And The news has been like this for years, (laughs) right? There's always that difficulty of the media. They want their ratings. They want their shock value. So they are literally preying on our emotions. They're preying on our feelings in response to what they're showcasing. We have to work to maintain that ability to manage our own reactions to what they're giving us. A lot of it is not positive, Often there are very tragic and traumatic things going on, but this is what we're going to talk about today is how to handle it overall. We've got elections that are crazy. Oh my goodness. That alone is one thing. But when you go through the whole year of what everybody has experienced, COVID, Black Lives Matter, unemployment rates skyrocketing, you know, markets crashing up and down with the stock markets, people losing money, people not sure where their next meal is coming from because of difficulty with finances. There is a lot of fear, a lot of hopelessness, a lot of powerlessness going on. So I'm here just to tell you, one, that you're not alone. And two, it's important to know that you have more control over this response to everything than you realize. The number one thing is, one, to remain calm and not panic. A lot of times reacting, you feel You want to say something, you want to do something, you want to react. So you use your emotions as a means to be able to feel like you are participating in what is going on right there. A news report happens, you feel injustice or upset or sad. It makes sense. Like you're a part of what's going on or a part of this breaking news or whatever it is. The ability where you are able to gain more power is by working on your response. 
So in other words, while everything else is crumbling, you can still maintain your own inner resilience, your strength, your stability, and not allow it to affect things like your motivation, things that make you go, things that you are passionate about and allow you to be resolute. Practicing calm is a prime practice for all of us to maintain our mental health. So rising above any chance for quelling our anxiety, it happens it happens best through our ability to acknowledge, recognize, and respond accordingly to our emotion. So quick thing is always make sure that you are figuring out what you are feeling, particularly when you're watching really tragic news happening, politics and election stress are going on, and that is just a constant barrage of information, doomsdaying, gloom. How do you respond to that? So what are you feeling right there in the moment? You know, is, are you feeling fearful? Are you feeling nervous? Is something making you worried about the future? Make sure that you are understanding of how to title it to complete the recognition. You not just feel what it is, but you can explain to yourself and to others what it is that you are feeling. Also, you are able to validate your feelings. So if you're feeling fearful because of not being sure of who's going to be elected, what is going to happen after this particular situation and how that relates to your life. Validate the fact that it makes sense that you are feeling that way. I work with my clients and a lot of times that emotion recognition process, it becomes dismissed even by my clients themselves. I feel sad, I feel upset, I feel disappointed and they begin to punish themselves. It's not okay. They get down on themselves. They wish they were stronger. They start talking negatively to themselves. But the thing is, is that if you have a bad day or the anxiety pops up, connect those dots to be able to understand that, okay, it's okay that I'm feeling this way. I don't want to stay here forever, but it is understandable. I feel anxious because we don't know who the next president is going to be. I feel anxious because my boss gave me a major surprise and I don't know how to handle it. Just being able to allow yourself to feel whatever it is you feel is important. And mind you, I the, the therapist, right? The therapist with the therapist is not saying that you can change your emotion. No. Whatever emotion pops up, don't fight it. Accept it. You recognize what it is and you understand why and you accept it. And then you respond accordingly. Right, family? Okay. <laughs> Next, maybe some tips and tricks that can help you. I'm hoping can be used multiple times in different applications. Things I can think of, tragic news or media, or just really bad days. Or if you're going through a length of time where things are very uncertain, that you don't know where the next things are coming from, where you will be next month, next year, job loss, loss of family or friends, we even have headline stress disorder <laughs> that's going on right now. And let me, let me just talk a little bit on that real quick. Headline stress disorder. I think it popped up in the, in the blogosphere, right? Maybe around two or three years ago. And it is not an official diagnosis, right? So you can't go to the doctor or to a therapist like myself or to a psychiatrist and say, hey, I need headline stress disorder or be diagnosed and the doctor is saying, hey, you have headline stress disorder. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. It's not a medical condition. It's a socially created condition because so many people can relate to it. It just became a thing. 
it's similar to imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is not a medical diagnosis. Rather, what they're saying is a form of anxiety because you don't feel confident in who you are or, or what you are capable of. And it continuously pops up with you feeling failure, negativity, or inability to complete tasks. It's called imposter syndrome, but that was socially created. So headline stress disorder is similar to that. The reason why I can say it and attribute to it is because I, I, think, yeah, I think it's a thing for sure. Family, if you are one of those people who watches the news and you can feel your emotions rise and fall with the cadence of that news coverage, experiencing the anxiety because of bad news, experiencing the depression because of difficult images that are hard to see, and it doesn't let up immediately upon the close of the coverage, it lasts for days, you may have headline stress disorder, <laughs> right? Now, socially, once again, it's called headline stress disorder. To a therapist, to a doctor, it's actually anxiety and or it could be related to potential depression. Next, some tips and tricks that can help you. The very first one I want to make sure that you know is, is related to the news. So make sure that you limit your news coverage. It is really that simple. If you are watching the news all day, you are watching the news morning, noon, and night for a lengthy amount of time, every single time, you need to reconsider how much time and effort you are putting into watching these things that are bringing in so much negativity. My personal recommendation, limit yourself to 45 minutes. Yes, 45 minutes maximum per day. All negative things. And this includes the news, social media especially, and those things in particular when it is triggering or charging for you, meaning that you feel down or angry or anxious or overwhelmed or stressed or depressed after you, you witness or, or view or read these things, step away, put a limit on it. If you find it's hard to put down, set a limit on your phone or get your computer to block those certain sites or apps when the time is up. I have clients who even delete apps completely whenever they need to go according to this. And social media is triggering because it involves those around you. So definitely make sure to pay attention to that. Another thing in regards to the news is skip the play-by-play. So this is going to sound a little bit similar to what I previously mentioned, but the difference is, is sometimes we want to listen to the full of whatever is happening. Listen to the latest and watch it from the beginning all the way till the end. Once again, you're thinking about your time limit and I know that you want to be a part, you know, you want to be a part of the voice of the people, but if it's too taxing or it's too negative, you don't have to watch everything that's happening moment by moment. You don't have to watch everything that's live. Feel free to definitely close those things, turn them off, change the channel, and just catch the headlines, right? Just read headlines the following day. The headlines versus watching something in full is literally five seconds as opposed to 30 minutes to an hour. That's a lot less taxing on your mental health. And either way, you'll still get the information. And whether you have something to say or want to do or take action in, whatever you do, your, your process and being a part then will still matter and be meaningful. Next, choose your interactions. So, hey, what are you interacting with? Is everything that you're doing negative? Is everything that you're watching a trauma story? Is everything that you're watching 
or listening to triggering, you want to make sure to choose the things that are going to lift you up and keep you balanced. Are these things bringing you joy? Do they make you laugh? Do they make you smile? When you're thinking about choosing your interactions, you really want to consider this. It sounds so simple, but we don't do that intentionally enough. So the next time you see, you know, a fork in the road about, do I do this or do I do this? Do I go here? Do I go there? Do I talk to this person or do I talk to this person? Choose your interaction and make sure that you're choosing the positive, the joyful, or you're working with one of those options and working to make it positive or joyful. Another thing that I really like to share and teach to my clients is meditation. I love meditation. That's one of my favorite things to do just to keep calm and peace. I do this about every day, every other day. My consistency varies, <laughs> you know, because I'm human as well, but I do do it very, very regularly. I find that my meditation works best in the mornings, in the beautiful brightness of the morning, you know, birds chirping and it's quiet. But, you know, it could be a different time for you. The reason why I recommend meditation is because it's like a warm bath for the mind. You meditate to go into, you know, a moment of silence. In that silence, it's like the water. It's like very cleansing, it's very healing. And all that negativity, the things that were not important, all those things can be rinsed off so that your thoughts, the emotions that you're connected with are all fresh and clean you know, hopefully for the new day or the rest of the day, or hopefully for your sleep as you may be complete at the end of the day. Meditation allows you to practice that self-awareness very purposefully to check in with how you are feeling or managing in that present moment. And the water, that healing factor is the silence. It's the stillness that you allow yourself to stop in to your own self-awareness through mind and body. It's a definite plus. I recommend meditating daily. If you haven't learned to meditate, there's so many resources online, on apps, and who knows, maybe one day I'll bring that to you and we can share that together. Next tip, show gratitude and count your blessings. So if you've been listening to me or working with me, I often share this. Gratitude practices are very, very meaningful. You always take the time to make sure that you connect with the blessings, the feelings of appreciation of what you have right in a present moment of now. So a nice, simple gratitude practice you can do at any time is name three things that you are grateful for, or name three people that you are grateful for in your life, or three circumstances you are grateful for and blessed to have right now in this moment. Try making that list every morning, every evening. It really does remind you that you are not a part of that chaos. You are not a part of all those things that are happening out there, right? All those things you can't control out there in the world. But instead, this is what you have that's working for you, that's going well for you, that's giving back to you right now. And hopefully that sinks in as something very as something significant that you can hold on to in the moment. Another thing is move, definitely move. Exercise is really good because your body helps your mind to heal. So when you take a walk, jump rope, you stretch, you do a yoga session, just small little pieces of exercise, your body is able to connect with your brain in a different way. You know, neurochemicals are released, new neuropathways are relit, 
And that connection to healing is a lot stronger in those particular circumstances. We know it more currently as the mind-body connection. And it's very, very important and very significant and impactful to the connection for good, positive mental health. So I definitely recommend moving exercise. For me, I'm a walker. Anybody knows me, I walk almost every single day. (laughs) The only thing that stops me is rain and snow. But honestly, I go out in those two. (laughs) I got a really good raincoat. Oh, finally, I just wanted to share one thing that I guess I'm not sure if a lot of people really think about this, but I stick to this very strongly, especially when I personally am not doing well, and I definitely recommend it for you. Keep to your routines, right? I know the word routine is like sometimes a dirty word. It's not a word that inspires a lot of passion. (laughs) It's not a word... That is particularly fun, but from the perspective of mental health, routines are what keep you managed and well because they are the processes of hopefully self-care when you're doing positive, healthy habits. Those are routines, and it also helps you through the processes of maintaining and managing your responsibilities, and I'm telling you, there's nothing like accomplishing your goals for your mental health. It, it's like a huge bill every single time you accomplish your goals. So keeping to your routines is very, very vital whenever you are not doing well. So if you have a morning routine, an exercise routine, a bedtime routine, a meal prep routine, prayer routine, a journal routine, gym routine, a to-do list routine, that gratitude routine I was talking about, right? Affirmations, any other positive and healthy habit routine Keep those up as much as you can very intentionally. Sometimes you end up trudging through it because it's not fun or exciting, but this is what is important to helping you move through those moments of overwhelm, move through the uncertainty, because what you are doing is certain. Your routines can be a lifesaver in that particular facet. Further, keeping your routines consistent, especially when you are not well, it helps you recover more quickly if you do experience anxiety or depression episodes, you know, like a mental health low, the blues. When you are low, imagine if you could cut your depression by a month, a week, a day. That could be incredibly significant to your life. You may not even be aware or intentioned about it, but think about it. If you experience an anxiety episode and you cut it in half, how significant would that be for you in the moment? I hope these tips act as reminders to yourself of what you can do, what you still have control of during these tough times, making sure you're limiting the negative you're intaking and adding and maintaining the positive. Above all, practice the main lessons. Some of those are just basic affirmations. Some affirmations I recommend is remind yourself, this is only temporary. There is good and blessings even in the worst of times. I make the best of every situation. I will get through this. Sometimes you have to sit there and talk to yourself through these moments. Good, positive self-talk. So remember, the results of the elections, the tragic news, the sad events, the bad days, all of those things still impact your emotions and your mental health. And of course you would feel a certain way, 
but you don't have to respond in kind. You can respond to make sure that you stay resilient, that you stay strong, you stay stable, and you keep moving forward. That's all for today and make sure to stay well. And remember, you have more control than you think you do in regards to responding to everything that's going on. So take a tip or two that I shared and start practicing it today. I guarantee it'll make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Do I Need Therapy? If you did, please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're tuned in. If you're always on Instagram like myself, come check out my page. I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness. Ask me your questions. Plus, tell me what's on your mind, even if you need to figure out if you need therapy. And for my Facebookers and all my Twitter peeps and my Pinterest pinners, I'm online there too. In fact, I'm everywhere at April and Dell. Meantime, I can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode. So, till then, peace, love, and mental wellness.